Hello, everyone. Joe Morton here for this edition of A Cup of Joe. Thanks for joining. Really appreciate you being here. Thanks for taking the time. And thanks for sharing this with anyone who you feel could use this content in their lives on their journey for better health and wellness and their goals that they're trying to achieve in their health and wellness journey. So today I want to talk about tools. Okay. I want to talk about tools. There's a statement, uh, this, this quote by Thomas Carlyle that says, man is a tool using animal without tools. He is nothing with tools. He is all. I like that. Now, when you think about tools, what do we think about? We think about hammers. We think about different types of screwdrivers, pliers, saws, balance, um, vice grips, measuring tapes, Allen wrenches, whatever it might be. And you use tools for different purposes and different jobs, of course, but ultimately they are a tool and it is us as the user who make it useful or not useful, right? It can either be of use to us and it can accomplish what we're trying to accomplish or not. It's up to us. So I'm going to talk about tools today. And I'm going to talk about tools that we can use that I use, for example, and are fairly fairly standard that people will use in their health and wellness journeys. But I also don't want to uh, overanalyze everything as well. And there's a balance there. But you'll find that as you go further with your journey, as you try to dial in your health and wellness closer and closer and closer, you're going to find these tools are absolutely key and can be very helpful. Why do we use tools along our journey? Measuring. Okay, let's just start with measuring. There's a saying that says, what gets measured gets done. Now, Peter Drucker takes it a little bit further, and he also says, what gets measured measured gets managed. And I like that one. So what do I measure on my journey? And what could help you from a measurement perspective on your journey? Okay. Workouts, for example, tools. One thing that I use is I use a watch. Okay. Now I'm looking at it. I just took it off right now. I'm looking at my, my, uh, Garmin, uh, Phoenix Garmin. And now there's other types of watches, by the way, there's Garmin's, there's, um, Coros, there's of course, Apple watch and there's whatever you're using is, is great. And they're going to give you certain things, um, a lot. Sunto is another one for runners that like, like Sunto. I like Garmin because it gives me all these different options, everything from all the different sports that I do, especially within triathlon. I like that I can go skiing with it. It's got different skiing options. It's got swimming. It's also got different types of biking. For example, if I'm doing indoor biking, outdoor biking, road biking, mountain biking, um, it just gives me lots of options. So I, I like it. it and even golf and I love to golf. So throw that in there too. What am I trying to measure here? I'm measuring speed. I'm measuring heart rate. I'm measuring heart rate zones, distance, elevation, gain and loss, calories burned. And why is this all helpful? Especially now I'm talking specifically with my particular workouts, but you're going to be similar with your workouts, whatever you're working on. Distance. I'm in a base period. You hear me talk about this quite regularly. I'm in a base period and you might be in a base period too right now. This is good. This is good to be in a base period as you're preparing for some sort of an endurance event. So you want to know what your distances are. As I've mentioned many times, a really quick way to be able to get injured is increase your distances too fast. Give yourself plenty of time during a base period to build all those muscles, tendons, fibers, stabilizing muscles, everything that you're needing to take you the distance of what you're trying to accomplish on your journey and uh, what what your endurance goals are. 
my Garmin helps me to gauge that distance and you know how far. Now, you guys, I'm telling you, you might be feeling really good one day. You're feeling strong. You're like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go, 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 go. Great. Remember, you want to make sure that you keep your distances in control. Now, as you start to get into your long runs, you're going to increase those runs little bit by little bit each week. And so this allows you to be able to say, okay, I hit my distance. That's how far I'm going to go. If you're going to go out, for example, if you're going to go out and back, and out and back is a good way to understand your distance. You know, you're going to go three and three or four miles out. You're going to get three or four miles back. So that's pretty straightforward. But if you're not tracking it, then you'll, but as you track it with your phone, then you, uh, with your watch, then you start to understand, oh, wait, that's that distance. That's that distance. And it gives you a gauge of how far you can go. Again, you don't want to push it too far, especially in the base period. And as you're increasing slowly your long runs each week, that allows you to be able to gauge how far you can go. And hopefully the goal is not get injured in the process. Uh, Speed along the same lines, it'll help you understand what your speed is. And again, like I mentioned, you want to increase, you want to get injured, pretty good chance if you increase your speed too fast, it's a likelihood and it's not a guarantee, but a likelihood that you'll get injured. And so speed allows you to do that. Now, when you're when you're starting to do some speed workouts, that's also helpful because speed workouts, if you're doing like sprints, that allows you to understand how fast you're going. And then you can track it and get an, get a gauge of how fast you've been going during those speed workouts. So speed's also very, very key. And especially if you're trying to hit a particular speed goal, a PR, a personal record for a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, marathon, measure your speed. Again, it's a tool, becomes a tool to help you be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish ultimately. Heart rate. What are you trying to accomplish with your heart? Well, your goal, okay, let's say, what are you trying to accomplish? Is it is it burning fat? Let's use that as an example. If you're trying to burn fat, study up on zone two. There's heart rate zones one through five. And zone two happens to be that zone where you your body kicks into fat burning mode, okay? And it might seem like this doesn't seem right because you're not breathing all that heavy. You're like 60, 60, 65, 70% at most of your maximum heart rate. So you might not feel like you're breathing all that heavily at zone two, possibly. But yeah, guess what? You're in fat burning zone. And so if you understand that, you can use it as a tool to help you along your journey and what your goal is. And I'm using that as an, an, as an example, but heart rate's important. Or if you're wanting to do uh, hit workouts, you're going to, you're going to see your heart rates jump to those higher levels. You're going to get into the four and five zones. And that's again, what you're trying to accomplish during those hits. So keep that in mind. Time, of course, knowing how much time you are working out and what time of day is helpful. I know that sounds like silly, but that's really helpful to have that on your watch at any given time, especially if you're training for a, a, a trail marathon of some sort when you're disappearing up into the mountains. So it's kind of nice to know. And if you're you're doing a workout before work, during lunch, after work, whatever it might be, and you're trying to hit certain deadlines, of course, we've got work deadlines, family deadlines, whatever the different role you're playing, uh, that's really helpful. And I know that sounds seems to, well, yeah, of course, Joe, duh. Yes, but you know what I'm talking about. You get into your zone, so to speak, your workout zone. And man, suddenly you miss a meeting at work. Well, that's not cool. You don't want to do that. Okay. So keep, keep that in mind. Elevation gain and loss. I love that about this tool as a watch or my Garmin on my bike. 
love this because as you're training for event, one of the things you need to do is not only know the distance that you're going to be training for, uh, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, whatever it might be, you want to understand what your elevation gain and loss is. Look at the event, figure it out and understand what they're going to be and train accordingly. Okay. Really, really key. If there's a lot of up and a lot of down, then you want to train with a lot of up and a lot of down and not just flat running on the road or biking, for example. I had this experience, my first half marathon. I did not do that. And it was the Utah Valley half marathon. I, I assume they still do it. I don't know. This starts up at the top of uh, South Fork and you run all the way into town. Great. Well, I just ran flat to train for it. I didn't take into account the elevation loss. Started running downhill I came out of the gates like a bat out of hell, running down South Fork Canyon. And by the end of it, I honestly could almost not even walk. My legs were so sore. My quads were just screaming and barking at me. And I couldn't walk up and down the stairs for days. I couldn't even sit on the friggin' toilet. I mean, I'm telling you, I did not train for this thing properly. Now, was it the end of the world? No, but you know, you don't want to come out of this thing where you can't sit on a toilet. Let's see, you know, so train accordingly. And also that just happens to be all downhill. But if you're going uphill and you're not training for that elevation gain and loss, boy, I'm telling you that that's, you're going to, you're going to be sorry during the event. So you want to learn and the, and, and your tool, this watch or the bike, the bike Garmin, I, I have a Garmin for my bike as well, is going to help you understand that. And the gradient's really helpful too. Uh, my Garmin uh, bike as a tool, it tells me what the gradient is of the, of the road that I'm on, which is really helpful. Cause if I, if I see it's at a gradient of like 9% or 10%, whoa, you better get off that seat, you know, or you're going to fall off the bike. It's kind of helpful. And then you can look at that data afterwards. Again, use it as a tool, look at the data afterwards, and it helps you understand what your heart rate was during, during, during those gradients, during that elevation gain. Um, what you could do to maybe calm that down. Also, nutrition needs are going to be uh, different as you're doing a lot of climbing. Hydration needs are going to be a lot of diff- a little different as well. So, great tool, fantastic. I love it. So, sleep. These watches, these smart watches, whatever you want to call it, Gar- Garmin's Apple Watch, um, and then there's also other tools uh, out there such as a Whoop and uh, Aura. Uh, Aura is a particular ring and there's other variations, different brands of them where you can wear them. They help to give you data for your sleep. Okay. If you haven't listened to the podcast with Dr. Vaughn Johnson that I did on sleep, boy, take a chance to listen to that. Fantastic. Make sleep a priority. That's what we want to do. And these watches help us track or the whoop or the Aura ring or whatever you're using, help us track our sleep. I, I use a Garmin, for example, and uh, by the way, that's why I don't use an Apple Watch. I like Apple Watches. I think they're fantastic, but they only last about 18 hours. I like this Garmin because it lasts me a full week, approximately, anywhere between five to seven days. Um, if I'm not using it at all and I'm not using the the GPS, then, then it can go as much as like a week and a half, two weeks. But I'm using it a lot with all my different workouts. And so it lasts me a good five to seven days. Whereas the Apple, I don't, and I don't, and, and so I'd have to charge it overnight. That means I don't get my sleep data. So I like my sleep data and it's helpful. And with as crazy busy as our lives become, sleep is, is so very important. So for example, I checked on my sleep data this morning. I slept seven hours and 12 minutes, not as much as I should have, uh, 
I was up kind of a little later that, but it also broke down my deep sleep, my light sleep, my REM and my awake time. And I like that. And it gives you kind of a score to go along with it. And that, and then it gives you an idea of what you could work on. Okay. Calories. My watch helps me track my calories burn for everyday movement, like just everyday movement, whatever I'm doing on a daily basis, but also for my workouts, which is absolutely key to help me understand how much nutrition I need daily, how to get the energy transfer that I'm looking for for each day to maximize all the different roles that I play in my day. It's also key for the workout because when you're burning calories, clearly you have to be adding calories in to get the energy that you need. Okay. I like that. Now, which brings up the next point about macros counters. You, you may have heard me talk about this before. Macros is the basic needs that we have on our nutrition of protein, carbs, and fats. This is our basic mat- macros right there. And wow, these macro counters are so very helpful. Basically stated, they're tracking your protein, carbs, and fats. It seems a little tedious, but it's so helpful for me. Why? So what are your goals? How are you using the energy that you're bringing in, the food that you're bringing in, the energy that transfers into all that you're doing? I love this quote, Vic Johnson, who was on my podcast, who's a nutrition coach. He says, he said to me one day, remember, you don't eat, you don't earn your food by working out. It's a different shift in the way I was looking at it. You're able to work out because you eat. And I like that. So start looking at your food and the macro counters helps me to look at my food as energy transfer, the energy that I need to, to do all that I'm, that I'm doing. And that comes from a proper balance of protein, carbs, and fats. So with my training, for example, I'm pretty much always low on my macros. Okay. Just because I'm, I'm doing 75 hard right now. So I'm doing two, at least 45 minute workouts per day. Usually they go a little bit longer. And I'm doing swimming, biking, running, and I'm doing a little bit of strength work throughout the week as well. And, and so generally I'm lower on my macros. And if I'm lower on my macros, I can go maybe one, maybe two days, but boy, I'm telling you, it starts to hit me after a couple of days. It affects everything from my thinking, my brain fog, my, my sleep, uh, everything, my energy, of course, the most important part, my energy. So we can start looking at, it helps me to look at my, my intake, that energy that I'm bringing into my body differently. It's a powerful tool. And so what are your goals then again? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Now, if it happens to be a weight gain or muscle build, macro counter, macros are really, really important. You're going to have to probably increase your protein. Your, your calories are going to be up, especially if you're doing long uh, weight workouts. So make note that it's going to be a little different for you as a weight, your, your goal being weight gain and muscle gain, as it is for an endurance athlete, you're going to have a little bit more, uh, a little less protein and more carbs need. And, and, and the, the macros for, for me, it really helps me to be able to, and there's free apps all over the place. Macros is one of them. Uh, and, and, um, and so just what, whatever you find out there that works for you, there's a lot of them just type it into your into your Google search and you'll find lots of different ones. Chronometer is what I use. I like that one. It's free and it really helps me. And it just does, and it'll adjust it. If they see that I'm doing a lot of endurance, as you're going to see my carbs are going to go up a little bit and the carb needs are going to go up. It's really quite fascinating and it makes a difference. Now, if you're wanting to lose weight, seems pretty basic understanding, but you'll understand how much calories are coming in versus being burned. If you have too many calories coming in for how much burning is going on throughout the day, 
clearly it's not going to go in the direction you want it to go. And so you want to start balancing that out a little bit. And it really helps you to understand. You want to be very honest about it because you have to put, it's a tool, remember? Only as good as you use it, like the, like the hammer or the screwdriver. You want to be able, you have to put the data into it and it'll kick it out. Just use science to tell you exactly what's going on. And if you're honest about that, then you start to realize, whoa, I've got way too many calories coming in for what I'm pushing out. So let's adjust that and vice versa. If you're looking for energy, you're looking for endurance. If you're putting too little into the tank, then you're not going to get the energy transfer you need. Okay. So I really like it. Now to go along with that, a tool that's really helpful, a tool to go along with the macros tool is a kitchen scale. I like this. You'll see restaurants use them. They measure the amount of protein that they're putting. Generally, it's the protein that they're putting on there and they'll, they'll give you an idea of how much how much protein's going on. And it's helpful at home to get an idea of how much rice or or like the carbs, whatever carb you're using or whatever protein you're using to give an, get an idea of the balance that you're looking for, okay? Exercise gear, running. Uh, let's jump into gear, exercise tools, running, running shoes, warm weather gear, cold weather gear, layers, windbreakers, uh, rotating gear, very important so you don't stink too much, socks, gloves, yak tracks, these little spikes that you go on the bottom of your shoes if you happen to be in a winter months, in winter area. Um, really helpful. I love to have those as tools. Biking, road, mountain biking, fat biking, like uh, snow biking, whatever you are, you have different clothing for that that are going to help you as tools to become more efficient as riders. Make sure that you're, uh, you have the right, the of course, helmet and gloves and whatnot. Helmet, very, very important. But also to go prepared with tools that you need while you're going on your ride. I like to have arm warmers, for example, nice tight arm warmers, because sometimes you need them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes I'm climbing up a canyon, I don't need them because I'm overheated. Coming down, you'll need it. And so you throw them on when you're coming down. Very important. And speaking of tools, have a tool kit when you're riding. This is really important. It's going to have like Allen keys, it's going to have tubes, extra tubes, uh, tire repair kit, uh, different things. Here's a little tip, by the way. If you blow an actual tire, chances are you're not going to have a tire with you. You have tubes that go in these, but if you don't have a tire, keep a couple dollars with you. You stick a dollar between your tube and your tire. That'll get you home at least. Be prepared. Okay. Uh, spin class, have the different gear that you need. Weight training, if you need weight training. I'm just going through just ideas for tools here. You know, just think about these things before you go in. Basic needs for weight training, of course, you need some exercise clothes, some, some shoes and so forth. But you might want a, a weight belt. You might want an actual lifting belt to help stabilize and give you, that helps, to, helps with strength and also helps to protect your back as well during those bigger lifting days. Swimming. Fairly basic, but remember goggles, swim caps, slippers in the pool. Ooh, let me tell you, not cool. Walking around one of those public pools without slippers. I don't like it very much. Towels uh, and a gear bag. So you go into the gym, you go to the gym before work, you go to the gym at lunch, you go to the gym after work, have everything you need ready. Okay. So that you can then go from the gym to work or go from uh, work to the gym back to work. Have your, have your toiletries there, have your towels, everything ready for you. That makes such a difference. Because if you don't, guess what? It's easy to miss your workout. It's easy to miss it if you don't have the tools. It becomes an excuse. Take those excuses away. Have the tools there ready so that you can accomplish what you're trying to accomplish with your workout. Okay? Don't be unprepared. Hydration, always just carry hydration with you, especially I'm doing 75 hard. If you happen to be doing 75 hard, carry your hydration with you. Make sure you're ready. Okay. 
and measure it out. Measure out what you, in 75 hard, you need to drink at least a gallon of water a day. So know what, what is a gallon? Understand what is a gallon. Pretty important. Or hydration, have your electrolytes. Very important to have that as well. Um, have little uh, nutrition along the way. That's that's helpful to me as well. In your gear bag, keep nutrition because the worst thing is to bonk. You don't want to be bonking on your workout. Have something there. Be ready. The key is be ready. Okay. Uh, lube. Okay. Here you go for runners. Lube. You want to have lubes because you never know where you're going to burn. You're going to rub and it's awkward and and it hurts and especially when you're biking. Boy, I'll tell you, lube on your bottom half. Very important as you go into your longer ride. Shakers for 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 uh, have have shakers around the house for when you're doing your your protein shakes, water bottles, blister tapes, and band aids. Duct tape. Don't under. I mean, I'm telling you, duct tape's one of the man's best friend. I'm telling you, it's, it works for everything. Caffeine. Use it as a tool. I use it as a tool. You be careful because it it dehydrates a person. So you want to be careful with the amount of caffeine you're drinking and when you're drinking and consuming that caffeine. I like to do it towards the end of an event because then it gives you a kicker. Sleep, tools like blue light glasses, supplements, yoga, meditation. Sleep is really helpful. So uh, again, making sleep priority and having these tools to help you get better sleep. Mental health. Meditation apps, YouTube, essential oils, yoga studios, follow yoga influencers, learn mindfulness. I have a nice podcast on mindfulness. Books that are tools like Edgar Tolle for for mental health uh, and and mindfulness. Edgar Tolle, Wim Hof with breath work and cold water therapy. Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, great for mindfulness. These are good starts. Singing bowls. So I got a couple with me here. Singing bowls. This is fun. This is... um. This is a particular one. You may have seen these when you go to a yoga studio or a meditation studio. This one's in the key of of E, which is solar plexus. It's a crystal singing bowl. And I'm going to just let you hear that. You may have heard this in a yoga studio or, ooh, that's pretty loud. I'll stop it. Look at that. I mean, it's a powerful, powerful tool that can really help center you and become quite mindful. That happens to be focused on the solar plexus chakra, which is the midsection of your of your body. Now, if you go, and that's in the key of E, I'm going to stop that. You can go up to the key of F, which is your which is your um, heart chakra. Now, this other one, this is a cool sing. That's a crystal singing bowl. This one's called. They call it a healing bowl. Now, it's a little louder. I got this in um, Kathmandu when I was climbing up in the Himalayas. And they pound it out, hand pounded, and they call it healing bowls. This also happens to be in the, I think it's the solar plexus. I don't know. The guy didn't speak super, super great English and was a beautiful experience though, where he, he talked about it being a healing bowl and how sound becomes a, a very important healing part of our journey. Uh, so I share that with you. These can be great mindfulness and centering tools. Muscles. Theraguns, I don't know if you have one of these massage guns. I love this. I have this. I have my little nighttime personal time where I just go and use massage guns on my on my IT band on whatever muscles that are sore at the time. Um, massage ball. I have this massage ball. It's a vibrating massage ball and has heat as well. And turn it on, it vibrates at different levels, and I can put it at different parts of my muscles to to and I use this practically every night of my life. It's like incredible. 
Um, I have other devices that I use when these patches where you put it on your muscles and it contracts and contracts your muscle. And I find that that's very helpful as well. Here's a tip, tennis ball. I keep a tennis ball or a baseball in my truck, in my travel bag. I keep it right in the side of my bed. And I use this as pressure points. If I'm feeling a little bit of pressure on my, under my, um, my hamstring, for example, I have a ball in the car where I can just put it under there while I'm driving. And it just kind of puts that pressure on that area. And it's really helpful to take the pressure away. A great massage tool. Um, IT band, for example, happens to start up above kind of on your hip. I'm pointing at it right now, but on your hip and you can jam it in there and just kind of lay on it. And let me tell you that will weaken you like, oh my gosh, just so you'll realize, whoa, that's painful. But it'll help by doing that and putting pressure on that area helps to release the IT band. It's really quite amazing. Or I'll use the uh, a ball along the side of my leg, which is the IT band runs from up on your hip, down the side of your leg and then wraps to the front of your knee. And that's why a lot of times when runners will get this sore knee, it comes from the IT band. Not always, but oftentimes it comes from the IT band. So if you can help relax and release that IT band, it's going to take a lot of pressure off the front of your knee, which is called runner's knee. Um, quads, uh, quads. I like to use it along my quads or my calf muscles. Amazing. Good old fashioned taking a bath also takes a, is a great tool to be able to help you relax at night before bed, before sleeping. Also a great tool to relax muscles and so forth. So these are tools. Again, this is a podcast dedicated and there's lots of others. I'm just using these as examples. Learn what works for you. Learn what works for you along your journey to your best version of yourself on your health and wellness journey as you're seeking the best version of yourself, as you're seeking whatever goals you have, recognize the tools. And as I mentioned, man or woman is a tool using animal. Without tools, he or she is nothing. With tools, he or she is all. Thomas Carlyle. I love it. So thank you for joining on this edition of A Cup of Joe, where we're talking about tools that can help you along your journey to the best version of yourself. Make it a great day. Thank you.